Welcome to another episode of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. Tonight's episode, we'll be running down a list of nine WWF, WWWF, and WWE stars that have only won world championships during their careers. This means they didn't hold a tag belt, IC belt, US belt, hardcore, 24-7, anything else. They only held the biggest prize in the company. Welcome to another episode of When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. Tonight we'll be discussing nine WWE superstars who only won world championships during their time in the company. Now some of these are prior to WWE because they're WWF, WWF, those type. But these are just a list, this is just a list of some of the stars that have only won the biggest prize in the game during their career. So we're going to start off with... The most obvious one, Brock Lesnar. As of right now, he has seven title reigns to his name. Of course, it's easy to have this many reigns when you win the belt. One month, disappear for five months. Come back, defend it. Leave again, show back up at Mania. So, I'm not a massive fan of Brock Lesnar. But at the same time, he does have drawing power. So, I mean, if you look, his first title reigns came in 2002 to 2004. But I'm not sh- I'm shocked he doesn't have a minor belt to go with this. So, I mean, even when he was new in the company, I'm shocked he did not get a run with that. So, when he left... He came back in, let's see, 2012. Came back after WrestleMania. He made his return against John Cena. But it took him two years when he returned to win the belt again. This included the demolishing of Cena at SummerSlam. He... Never was able to reclaim the WWE Championship when he lost it at the biggest swerve in history when Rollins cashed in. But he would go on to earn it again when he defeated Bill Oldberg at Mania 33 and 17. So, And then he's had two more Universal title runs after this, totaling 688 days with the big belt. And, well, this is what he has eight titles, sorry. I forgot that he he beat Kofi Kingston for his belt in a squash match on the first episode of SmackDown Live on Fox. What a joke that was, right? I mean, the match lasted like 12 seconds. Next up on our list, superstar that fought well before my time. Well before my time. And now he is, I regard him as one of the most bitter old men in the business ever. Superstar Billy Graham. He's the man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour. He is the quintessential pro wrestler from the 70s. Talk about charisma. Billy Graham had it. He had a huge muscular frame, too. He was the epitome of what you'd want in a superstar. And he signed with the company in April of 77. Defeated Bruno, the biggest draw then. 
for the WWF Championship. Even as a heel, he was a global superstar. One that Vince Sr. couldn't take the belt off of. He held the belt, y'all, for nine and a half months. He defeated challenges such as Mil Mascaras and Dusty Rhodes in arenas all over the world. He eventually dropped the belt to none other than a babyface Bob Backlund. Of all the people in the world, Bob Backlund. And you want to know what a shock is? Billy Graham wasn't happy about that loss. He left the company. He came back for a couple cups of coffee here and there. Still, never got the belt back. What a shame. Top heel in the company, ended by Bob Backlund, of all people. Next up, this one ultimately shocked me, and I could be wrong. I don't know if he's held the 24-7 championship yet or not. Sergeant Slaughter, he only won the WWF championship. I mean, I would have assumed he'd been an IC champion, all this stuff. Even a hardcore when he was the commissioner in the late 90s. Would have been easy. Nope. He toiled on and off from 80 to 85. No single title victories. It wasn't until he was aged 42 when he returned to win the Winged Eagle belt from the Ultimate Warrior at ninety-one at the 1991 Royal Rumble. But unfortunately for him... The babyface on the other side challenged him for the belt at Mania 7. Good old Sergeant or Hulk Hogan. Because at this point, Hulk Hogan was Mr. America. Sergeant Slaughter was an Iraqi sympathizer. So, of course, Hogan won. But while Slaughter's reign lasted just 64 days, he never reclaimed the belt. Even though people still pop when we get him for old school shows every now and then. Next guy, and this one shocks me that he even had the held the belt. But at the same time, I'm shocked he didn't hold other belts. This is the great Kali. I remember watching him debut on SmackDown. It was a match, I want to say Taker and Mark Henry were fighting. And all of a sudden, Taker looks over at the Titantron and out steps this seven foot one monster. Absolute monster. He destroyed The Undertaker. I've never seen a man handled like this. He won the belt on an episode of SmackDown, of all places, in a 20-man battle royal for the vacant belt. While he looked dominant in his beginning of his career, y'all, this man had very little skill in the ring. But then again, being seven foot one, eventually you're going to have problems with your body. He... It was a great hill in the company. People hated him as the world champion. But he held the belt for 61 days. Successfully defended it twice on pay-per-views. Ended courtesy of a spinebuster from the Animal Batista. <laughs> oh, wow. Couldn't even lift him up for a Batista bomb. Ended on a spinebuster. The experiment with Kali was great. WWE never gave him a belt again. Even though he was still in the company for seven long years after that. And I say seven long years. And I don't think we have seen him since Jinder Mahal and Orton had their Punjabi prison match. So, 
the other guy on this list could rank right up there with Great Kali. Very talented. Well, I'll say this. Big guy, very limited. Psycho Sid. Sid Vicious, or just Sid, whatever you want to call him. He won two titles during his WWF career. Both were the world title. So, <laughs> after Michaels defeated Brett in the Iron Man match at Mania 12, Sid turned the dream for Michaels into a nightmare, ending his 231-day run at 96 Survivor Series. He would go on to defend it against Bret Hart at In Your House, but his reign came to an end when the Heartbreak Kid reclaimed his throne at the 97 Royal Rumble. Although, even though Michaels left shortly after, short 25 days later actually, to quote-unquote find his smile, Sid once again defeated Bret Hart for the title just a day after he'd won it. This time he'd hold it for 34 days before becoming the sixth casualty in the Undertaker streak at Mania 13, and arguably one of the worst main events in history. It should have been Hart and Austin. So he uh, left the company four months later to get much-needed neck surgery, and then fought very, very seldom after that. So it's a shame. Psycho Sid could have been a massive star, and at the point he was, but he's also one of the worst talkers in history. Next up is Ivan Koloff. When he defeated Bruno, ending Bruno's eight-year reign, I've watched film and all this stuff. You have never heard Madison Square Garden quiet. It was almost like it was empty. He won the belt in 1971, the WWF Championship. Hit a top-rope knee drop on San Martino. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, he rushed out of the arena in New York City. Even though he dropped the belt three weeks later to Pedro Morales in the same arena. So, NYC fans had a reason to cheer then. So, he was a transitional champion. <laughs> he only won it because Vince Sr. wanted Pedro Morales as champion. But they didn't want to see him defeat Bruno to get it. So, once they had a uh, heel and Koloff to get it, Morales was easily there. Morales then turned around and held the belt for 1,027 days. Well, Koloff was in and out of the business till 83. He would never hold another gold belt in the business. Such a shame. Another one that should have had more reigns. Next up, the reason the, there is a term called transitional champion, Stan Stasiak. Won it from Pedro Morales in 1973, the WWF Championship. <laughs> including, it was shocking to even Stasiak. Morales, who was a champion at that point for almost three years, no one thought Stasiak would get it. He found out just minutes before the match that he'd be winning the belt by taking a belly-to-belly -belly suplex. <laughs> Morales stayed down for the three count while Stasiak kicked out at two conveniently. He, unfortunately, Stasiak's title reign, though, ended nine days later when he dropped it back to a Bruno San Martino. So Vince Sr. loved Bruno having it, but they didn't want Bruno to defeat Morales. So here's the same thing we got with Koloff. Let's put it on a heel. So, Stasiak left the company six years later. No more belts to his name. Such a shame. 
So we have two more left and we'll be right back. Welcome back to our second main event part of the podcast. We only have two more superstars left on our list of nine that only won world championships. So, so far we've had the likes of Lesnar, Billy Graham, Sergeant Slaughter, the great Kali, Psycho Sid, Ivan Koloff, and Stan Stasiak. A lot of interesting world champions in this list so far. Well, we've got two left that are... One, though, is definitely the most interesting one. Number eight, Buddy Rogers. He is technically the first ever world champion for the then Worldwide Wrestling Federation in 1963. He won the tournament in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. According to the report, truth be told, the tournament never happened. Vince wanted, Vince Sr. wanted uh, a top draw, so he handed the belt to Buddy Rogers. He was 42 at the time. His reign was cut short due to a heart attack. In a panic, Vince Sr. booked Buddy Rogers to drop the title to a young up-and-comer by the name of Bruno San Martino in just 46 seconds, a la Kofi Lesnar. Seems familiar. Bruno then held the belt for a remarkable 2,800 days. They didn't want to have to bury Rogers. Unfortunately, though, his severe heart attack gave him no choice. It was only a 36-day run with a belt. The first ever, even though his career was cut short and ultimately his life was due to cardiovascular problems, Buddy Rogers is still the first ever world champion under the WWF moniker and Vince Sr. So speaking of the McMahon family, the last one on our list is the biggest joke on the list. Absolutely a massive joke. So as of this year, Vince McMahon has been working for WWE for 51 years. Never really considered in-ring talent, minus the McMahon-Austin storyline. But the man holds two world titles to his name. ECW belt and the WWE ECW belt, though, was just a punchline and a big old screw you to Paul Heyman. He (laughs) defeated Bobby Lashley in 2007 in a three-on-one handicap match. Held it for 35 days before Lashley took it back at one night stand. What a joke to ECW originals that Vince held the belt. He's also a former WWE having captured the belt from... Conveniently enough, his son-in-law, Triple H, on an episode of SmackDown. Four days later, though, he vacated the belt. Because at that time, he was not supposed to appear on WWF television. He vacated the strap almost immediately. Unfortunately, though, his name is still there. But, I know a lot of people still criticize him. For booking himself in the world title. (laughs) But like someone said earlier. I talked to him about it. At least his title reign was much better than Vince Russo's in WCW. I say that. Yeah. 
But McMahon holding the belt in general is such a joke. As many much talent that can go over, Vince was the final one on our list to only hold world championships. So this has been our list. We've had two main events. One with the first seven, the last of Buddy Rogers and Vince McMahon. I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed our podcast. So thank you for listening to our podcast tonight of superstars who have only won world titles during their career. We've run down a list of guys like Brock Lesnar, Vince McMahon, Ivan Koloff, Stan Stasiak, Buddy Rogers, the great Kali. Superstars that only held the biggest crown in the business. I want to thank you again for being a listener of the podcast, and I hope you continue at. So remember, when the bell tolls, the match is over.